Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Career Salon Podcast with the HR Twins. For this episode, we welcome Kyla Jones to the salon to discuss taking risks and stepping outside of your comfort zone. Kyla is an empowerment specialist that strategically uses her experience to be a catalyst of transformative change. As a social impact influencer, Kyla's sole focus is to inspire greater inclusion in the marketplace, workplace, and the community around her. Nationally, Kyla has empowered and equipped many young and aspiring professionals for what's next through her platform, The Miss Jones Experience, a solutions-based vehicle that creates transformative experience for schools, colleges, community partners, and companies. Whether she's in the boardroom or in the community, Kyla has solidified herself as a voice for the next generation and a champion for the underrepresented. We are so excited to have Kyla with us today. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. You're in tune to the Career Salon Podcast with the HR Twins. Hey, hey, Camille. Hello, everyone. (laughs) We have a great guest today. Her name is Kyla Jones, and you just heard her bio. And we actually work together in the same industry, marketing, advertising. And so I've known her for few months now and love talking with her and just interested in whatever she has to say about any topic. So I thought, hey, we should have her on the podcast. So hello, hola and aloha. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I know we kind of picked out a subject. We're going to talk about how nothing spectacular comes out of a comfort zone. But we want to break that down a little bit because there's certainly things that go with that and certain things that we should dissect when we're talking about taking risks and getting out of your comfort zone. And so you can be more knowledgeable, you can learn and grow and all that jazz. So we had an earlier podcast this season talking about fear. So once you get over that fear, how do you then make the forward steps to take those risks and get out of your comfort zone. So Kyla, I want to first start off with, let's see how you have gotten out of your comfort zone have, as you have grown up to be a wonderful Black woman. <laughs> so how did this start off? I know for me and Camille, our parents and family told us, you know, grow up, be good, get an education, get your nine to five. And so that was about it. That was about it. Retire with the gold watch. Yes, get that (laughs) clock. Um, So that was like, you know, about as far as we went, (laughs) as far as risks. (laughs) So Kyla, how did you think you were going to grow up and take risks? Was that in the cards for you? Or did you think about that? It was because I I saw my family take a lot of risk. My mom, my dad early on leaving California going back to Philly, going to Maryland, like a lot of travel. I've seen so many examples of just getting out there and doing it. And regardless, if you fail, at least you did it. At least you're living your life. So I think that was my early foundation and just having those conversations of try it. If you fail, you fail. If you don't, then at least, you know, you're learning something along the way. That just kind of helped me be the disruptor that I am today and just throwing caution to the wind and saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm doing it. And 
Let's see what happens. <laughs> Ooh, I like that word though, disruptor. Oh like, yeah, I like that. I like that because it's like you're shaking things up in whatever you're doing. Do you ever have, you know, have you ever had, how do you deal with apprehension with taking risk and how you've kind of matriculated through your career and life to this point? At first it was, it was difficult because you feel that anxiety like in your chest or mine really mm-hmm. sits in my stomach. That's kind of like my, my area. And it would make me be like in my little cocoon and be nervous about stepping out. But once I kind of learned that that's just a part of the process, that's just your your body's natural state of reacting to, oh, snap, we about to step into the unknown. Where's right. our floaties at? What are we about to do? Yes. Like what, what, yeah, like once you understand how to overcome that part of that, your brain creating that narrative, mm-hmm. you just let that anxiety build up. You let that apprehension build up but you realize that you're you're taking a risk for the sake of growth. You're taking the risk for the sake of learning more about yourself and it's going to be okay. Yeah. So when you're when you're talking about that, <laughs> we're part of a generation where there's lots of things happening in the world. There I see that lots of people are beginning to take risks or have taken risks and they've pretty much shaped our world. So we talk about like Mark Zuckerberg and everybody loves Facebook. We have Twitter. We have people that are influencers in social media and actually is making it a career all because they took a risk and they're not afraid to be in front of camera, share their story and all these other things. So I see that as something that's kind of like on trend, but I know everybody is not comfortable taking risks. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should be because sometimes, you know, we know that everybody is not a leader. There are some people that are followers and they're comfortable being right where they are. They're comfortable being in their safe space. And I would say to that, just take risks where you are. Meet yourself where you are. No one's trying to force people to take unnecessary risks that would cause them harm or anxiety or mental health issues. So we're not saying that. But when we talk about those things and you talk about your family and you all having those discussions and conversations, what would you say in terms of the circles that we run with, like our friends that we surround ourselves with? How do they make or break how you think about risk and taking that next risk for your career or for your life? Y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of my friendships have ended because of the lack of wanting to take risk in your life, like whether it's personal or professional. Mm. And getting to a place of realizing that some people they you know they want to maintain the status quo that taking risks for them isn't necessarily healthy or their way of life and being okay with having those types of friendships you know like where they are in your network or yeah. whatever connection you have to them but my strongest relationships whether it's in my family uh, professional circles friendships we're all out here taking risks. Right. <laughs> we're all out here throwing caution to the wind. And I think when you have, when you surround yourself with people who are doing that, 
it inspires you to do it even more. Mm. And then you have those kind of like come to Jesus meetings or those powwows of saying, Hey, I did this, this worked for me, or I did this and it didn't work for me. So you get a chance to learn from others who are taking risks either with you or at least alongside of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's so important to have people around you that, you know, you don't want to have yes people around you that say, Oh girl, that's great to everything that you do. You do want to have, you know, some people that give you constructive feedback and and things like that. But when it comes to like your career um, and things like that, you know, just even people helping you walk through the steps is so important. It's hard to take risks when you have Debbie Downers around you that are always like questioning and putting doubt in your mind about what you're going to do. So it's just so very important, especially in our careers. And that's what we have is the career salon. And so speaking in that context, it's important that, you know, you have people around you, even internally that you work around that, you know, have a a good attitude um, and things about like what projects you're doing and things like that. Joe group project, thing. It's like you have all these people around you. You have all these people with certain personality types, the people that really like work hard and collaboratively, but then you always have that one person in like every group that's dragging everybody down, that's not pulling their weight and things like that. And me and Carla, we had a podcast, like I think it was last season where we talked about mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people walk in mediocrity, unfortunately. Yes. And that can really hinder progress when it comes to risk taking. So you talked about, you know, a lot of your, you know, some of your friendships and things have ended. If some of our audience have, have those people around them, where they're Debbie Downers, where they're always being negative, they're being pessimistic. How would you, what would be the steps or how would you advise someone to go about kind of eradicating those type of folks out of their lives? Take that risk and have a conversation. Yeah. Have that, have that conversation. Don't avoid it. If you're, if you're feeling it, if you're seeing it, if you're hearing it and y'all are supposed to be buddy, buddy, girlfriends, you know, whatever the status is, then there should be a space of radical honesty, transparency Mm -hmm. of going to that person and saying, Hey, your comment of, you know, X, Y, and Z, or how you're really not supporting me, or I'm coming and sharing my accolades and you're not really providing that praise or at least that affirmation. Why can we grow from this? Is there any, you know, is there, is there any support I can like just have that conversation. And if it happens to end in a place of, well, I can, or, you know, I'm not comfortable with that, or that doesn't work for me, respect that person's space and that boundary, Mm -hmm. your boundary and honor what you need for yourself in order to grow. And -hmm. sometimes that will be creating another circle of people that aren't the Debbie Downers that support your vision, regardless if they're a part of it or not a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's very it's very important to assess your your team, your circle, your tribe. Yeah, and it's also okay to you know have another subset of a group that maybe y'all just hang out and kick it. Maybe y'all just go to a hookah bar and that's it. Like y'all don't really talk about <laughs> dreams, you know dreams, <laughs> plans and visions. Like yeah, that's cool too, but. Be honest about what you need and what you know, what you want out of your friendships and your relationships. Because if you're not, if you're not, I feel like that just 
kind of takes away from you striving for greatness or at least trying to take a risk and being inspired otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so important. And I love that you mentioned have the conversation. Right. That's a big part of a big part of risk taking is communication, I think. Yeah. It's mm. some people, you know, we, you know, Brene Brown and all these books on courageous conversations and things like that. It's because people don't know how to communicate. And if you worked in corporate America long enough, you know that for a fact. Those are 100% facts that people do not know how to communicate just in general. And that can also be a hindrance from taking a risk because taking a risk means you're at some point selling yourself or you're putting yourself out there and stepping outside of your comfort zone. And if you're afraid to have conversations and, and communicate clearly, um, even when we talk to people about salary negotiations and things mm-hmm. in their career, they're afraid to, yeah. to, to communicate, to have the conversation. And it's that confidence piece. So it's like the two C's, confidence and communication that hinder people from taking that risk. Have you seen that, Kyla? Like just you know, kind of going through your life and looking at other people, you know, being afraid to take risks, those two areas kind of hindering them from, you know, taking that risk. I actually realized I was a disruptor by going to managers who wanted to maintain the status quo or maintain their mediocrity and Mm -hmm. me going to them with confidence and communication and saying, hey, let's take this risk for the sake of business or for the sake of the development of, you know, the culture of the team. And me going to them with such boldness and audacity and that confidence and communication and them not having it and me kind of threatening their own status quo, like really disrupting it and shaking the trees that it ended up um, either me just not being heard, not being seen or them just saying, "Okay, I hear you. I see you. However, I'm the manager. So we're going to move forward with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's important that even when you're having that confident communication and it's not mm-hmm. met on the other side of the table, it doesn't necessarily negate the energy that you're bringing or what you're really trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And that um, goes a lot to these leaders out here. If you're listening, you yes. know, make sure that you have a listening ear for those disruptors on your team that could make your team better. But for whatever reason, you know, we often stifle, you know, those kind of individuals, depending on what kind of leader you are. If you're like the leader that's like, no, this is a dictatorship. I run this, you know, I, I, you do what I tell you. There's no creativity in this. And, you know, sometimes that can cause people to leave jobs. Mm-hmm. And just because you're taking a risk doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a plan. I think, yes. a, a, right? Yes. Like, I think, a, come on, Kyla. <laughs> when you hear risk, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know where it comes from, but initially you think of you're just jumping out there with no parachute or no floaties to like really protect yes. you, but that's not necessarily the truth. So I think you know, for leaders, like, yes, listen, especially your junior team, because I I work a lot with the, you know, junior team development, hear them out, help them build that confidence and that communication up and let them take that risk, especially if they're coming to you with a plan. Because most Mm -hmm. of the times in my 
my entry level um, career, I was always coming with like receipts and a plan of like why this risk makes sense. And going to my managers who were white males, majority, and being, you know, being the black woman that I am, again, it was always met with some type of no thank you, push to the side, you know, stay stay in your lane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do think that... Risk, the word risk does have a negative connotation because like you said, Kyla, people think like you're just out here willy nilly and you don't have a plan. You're just kind of going off script. And just throwing stuff at the wall to see you, if it's you just out there ghost riding the whip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and that's not what risk risk taking is. So that is good. That is good to highlight that. Do you think there's a big difference in the context of risk taking and stepping outside of your comfort zone? A difference between the two. That's a good question. I don't. I'm, I don't. I haven't thought about that. Is there a difference between taking a risk mm-hmm. and stepping out of your comfort zone? I think you have to take a risk to step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they are correlated. How how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do, What do y'all think? I think they are. I don't know. I guess when I think about it and think about the homegrown definition of risk taking as I perceive it. I think that's more extreme than stepping outside of your comfort zone. But I guess you would have to take some sort level of a risk to come out of your comfort zone. You know, just from what I've seen as a recruiter dealing with candidates, you know, I feel like a lot of people, they don't necessarily take risks, but they do step outside of their comfort zone. And I also see that. There are some differences with those two things and how they correlate culturally as well. Just from my experience and, you know, recruiting candidates from underrepresented groups and also recruiting people that are like white males or whatever, those are more of the risk takers from what my experience and interaction with them versus candidates from underrepresented groups. And that's why I really wanted to have this conversation because, I wanted to inspire and encourage, um, especially people from underrepresented groups in the workplace to do both. Step outside of your comfort zone and take a risk in your career, because that's what you have to do to kind of put yourself out there. I mean, that's what other people are doing. But Uh, let's let's put a pin in that and talk about how there's differences on what we're told growing up about yeah that's true too you know taking risks and stepping out of our comfort comfort zone in a world like this we'll do that after we come back from our break with our sponsor anchor all right we're back so we left before the break talking about you know our perspective with different cultures of looking at risk and stepping out of your comfort zone like i told you me and camille were basically you know told we need to get an education which was paramount and also go for that corporate job land that 9 to 5 get us a good old you know piece of car as our father would call it <laughs> <laughs> And a a little house and be happy. But we know it's also levels to that when we talk about diversity and culture. And we also talk about, you know, diversity generationally. Yeah. Because I think both of those things 
impact what we think about risk and comfort zone. So I know Kyla, she works in the area of marketing, advertising, and DEI strategy for that. And so when we're talking about how we market to different groups culturally, do you think that you know, since the beginning of time. And let's talk about from the perspective of being black, because we are black. Have we been taught or told, you know, this is your lane. You stay right here. Don't go to the yellow line because, you know, there's consequences. So let's just, you know, go five miles per hour. Don't go past the speed limit. What have you seen in that respect. I'm shaking my head like, yes, that's exactly what has been marketed to Black people for a really long time. And I think it's even, it's it's encoded in us from our ancestors. And it's also encoded in us from media mm-hmm. of you stay in your lane, you, yeah. you do the right thing, like Spike Lee, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a sense. And I feel like there's more commercials, there's more movies, just just more media in general that supports non-persons of color mm-hmm. taking risk, being yeah. bold, going, you know, going the distance. And when you turn that to people of color, we don't get the same treatment. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I see I I see both sides of it, right? I do see you know, just if you look back at our history and and how we were kind of conditioned to kind of stay in our lane and from a slavery perspective and just kind of keep, you know, in our lane and all that. But I also see the risk takers. I see Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, Fannie Lou Hamer, you know, all these people that, you know, however you look at it, they risk their lives literally to, you know, fight for equal rights for Black folks. And so even though we have this one side of the house with the culture and, um, you know, just uh, Black people in America, you also have this other side to where you had disruptors, Kyla, like you, like the word you mentioned, we had this disruptors. And guess what? That's a prime example of why we should take risks. We should step out of our comfort zone. Without those disruptors, we wouldn't, even though in 2021, it's still people, you know, dying at the hands of police and, and all of these things. And we we still don't have equal and fair treatment under the law. But just imagine where we would be without those disruptors, right? Without those risk takers, you know, in our history. We yeah, like- risk, ta- risk takers move history. Absolutely. They, do. they move history. And that's why it's imperative for us to really think about what we're talking about today and how that impacts ourselves, our family, and the world. Disruptors are the catalyst to innovation. So yes. Camille, you're absolutely right. Like we we have our icons, we have our ancestors, you know, who took risks to build that legacy. But when it's mass marketed, you know, thinking about like the the lane that I work in, you mm-hmm. don't really, I feel like risk and disruption isn't really associated with the names that you mentioned, like Fannie Lou Hamer, Martin Luther King, you know, Harriet Tubman going down the list. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, we we don't hear that enough, especially during when it was actually happening. But I think we're starting to hear it a little bit more as we're coming out of this, you know, pandemic lifestyle or moving forward in the pandemic lifestyle and having more conscious conversations about exactly what those people 
our people had to sacrifice and give up and the risk that they had to take outside of just their, you know, giving their lives and putting their lives on the, on the line. Mm-hmm. So I think it's starting to happen more, but media in that box, it, it really hasn't been there, I think, up until maybe like the last two to three years. Yeah. I, one thing that you, you mentioned, and it kind of like brought a thought to my mind. I think that we talked about the connotation that risk has, you know, just in general in our society. But what if people think that the only way you can take a risk is if you have to sacrifice something? Mm. That's what I was thinking about. Like, what if people don't want to take risks or get out of their comfort zone because they're going to have to sacrifice something and that's what they don't want to do? How do you get people out of that mentality? Right. Because a lot of people, they may want to be entrepreneurs, but they have to sacrifice, you know, having a full time paycheck, a regular, you know, benefits. And, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, uh, that's going to come, you know, at some type of cost or some type of, you know, kind of deviation from that regular nine to five. You get paid biweekly, your benefit premium gets taken out. You know, what if people just don't want to take a risk because they feel like they don't want to sacrifice? I think that's okay. That's, that's, yeah. That's their story. That's that's their joint journey. That's their decision. Every I think the reality is, is everyone's not going to be comfortable taking a risk, whether it's yeah. how they were raised, right. whether it's um, you know generationally what they have to overcome. And we have to accept those people as they are. But for those people who are willing to take a risk, there is some level of sacrifice that's associated with that, whether it's time, comfort, money, energy. Yeah. On some level, there there's going to be a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, when I talked about earlier, people taking risks where they are, I think a lot of people look at taking risks as kind of like an entrepreneurial thing. I think a lot of people get that flagged as um, you can't take a risk being at in corporate America. It's more so a tag to be an entrepreneur. Oh my goodness, you're doing something on your own. That's risky. And they think that you're limited to taking risks with doing something on your own, but you actually can take risks right where you are. You know, you don't have to work for yourself to take a risk. You can work for a manager, a leader, and you can go to them and say, I want to create this job. Here's the job description. Like, you know, and this is what I plan on accomplishing. This is how it's going to impact your bottom line. This is how it's going to impact your relationship with clients. And that's still a risk. And so I think people don't give enough credit to taking risks where you are. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to miss out on the check with the benefits taken out. You can still have that and you can still make headway where you are in your job at your company that needs more diversity, that needs better leadership, that needs better conversations. You know, what do you think about that, Kyla, about taking risks right where you are? Have you experienced in your career where, you know, you weren't an entrepreneur, you were reporting to a leader, corporation, and you said, here, I want to do this. (laughs) And that was a big risk. (laughs) Every day I wake up, I'm taking a risk. As, yeah. as, a, as a black woman, you know, and, and going and going to my job and and speaking with leaders and educating them on how they can become more diverse and inclusive in the campaigns that they build and how they're building relationships with their, you know, with their customers, their brand customers. 
every every single day I wake up, I'm I'm risking something, you know, whether it's my life, whether it's my breath, my energy, my voice, you know, my platform. It's it it just so happens to be associated with me as a black woman. But Mm -hmm. Carla, I like what you said. Like, I feel like I I would tweet that out where you said, like, take a risk right where you are. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be an entrepreneur, you can absolutely take a risk in your corporate job and your yeah. agency job, like, you know, whatever that well, the grocery store. Like. If you work at a grocery store, hey. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where, where you work, you have the space, you can take that risk. And again, just because you're taking a risk doesn't necessarily mean that you can't set a plan or set a vision or set, you right. know, some goal post up to provide at least some level of comfort as you kind of step out of that comfort zone and see what you can achieve and see what happens, you know, the results that come out of taking the risk. Yeah. I want to, I want to encourage like our audience. We have a lot of like people leaders um, that listen to our podcast and just, uh, this is a great reminder. This, this episode is a great reminder to give your team space to be and do and take risks. Because like you said, Kyla, it is a catalyst for innovation. And if you are in a, in a industry and you're trying to be a leader in that industry and things like that, the key to being a leader in your industry is being innovative. You know, you have to take risks in that area. So I want to encourage the leaders and managers that listen to our podcast to really be mindful every day of of giving your team that opportunity in that space, get out of their comfort zone and encourage them to do so. Don't just say, oh, I want you all to be innovative. No, push them. You know, I'm very much a fan of pushing. There's a lot of people that are extroverts and things like that in corporate America and just in general, but there are a lot of people that are introverted and they don't, they just want to sit and collect their paycheck. And sometimes those, those type of folks All they need is the opportunity, the space to know that, okay, I can do this. Um, They just need that push. That's a part of managing people. I would even double down on that and say your quality of being a leader, you're only as strong as that junior team member who feels comfortable taking a risk. Mm. If your junior team member doesn't, doesn't feel as if they can take at least some, some small risk, you know, whether it's calculated or they come to you with a plan, then what type of leadership style are you really developing? And what type of culture have you already developed where that person doesn't feel comfortable that they can take a risk? I love working with junior team members and they take initiative. They come out, you know, they come out the woodworks of like, oh, I think we should do this and this, you know, this idea makes sense because Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll grow that business and, you know, that consumer and like all these amazing ideas. They took a risk to even have the conversation. Imagine if they didn't, what would that say, you know, about my leadership style and, you know, the type of culture that I'm trying to develop with my team. So definitely if you're a manager or leading any sort of team, look to your junior team members to really assess your style, 
Yeah. Um, and the type of culture that that you've built. Yeah, I love that. But unfortunately, it's almost time for us to end this podcast, even though we yeah. probably, <laughs> we we probably talk about this all day because it is interesting and it has so many areas of dissection that we could go to. But we want to thank you, Kyla, for coming on our show. If people wanted to reach out to you or find you, where could they go to look for you? LinkedIn. Look for me, Kyla Jones, K-Y-L-A. Kai stands for water in Hawaii and La stands for light. And I am both. So find oh, me. water and light. Find me. Oh, I love wow. it. Love it. You're gracing, gracing us with your presence. Yes. <laughs> and, and next time we'll have her on video where she'll be giving us her skincare routine because okay. her skin is flawless. Okay. <laughs> flowing and glowing out here, my sister. Yes. Flowing and glowing. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for joining us. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the Career Salon. We thank you so much again for your support. Make sure to follow, subscribe to this podcast and give us a rating if you feel so led and stay tuned for a sponsorship ad from Black and HR. Thanks. Thank you. Now a word from our sponsor, Black and HR. What is Black in HR? It's a community of over 5,000 Black HR professionals around the country who share jobs, uplift each other, and meet for social events. The mission is to create a safe space and one-stop shop for Black HR professionals to grow, network, and learn. As a member of the community, you have access to partnership with some of the largest organizations in the world. You have experts available to educate and train you and also set you up for success navigating your career. If you would like to partner to post jobs, if you are looking for this type of community to share and gain knowledge, or if you're simply lost in HR, go to theblackinhr.com to get started. This is Carla, the HR expert. And this is Camille, the recruiting expert. And we're the HR twins. You just finished an episode of the Career Salon podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the Career Salon. And don't forget to subscribe and follow on all podcast platforms for upcoming episodes.